Hands up, and welcome to another edition of the Box Office Preview Podcast, an onstage blog podcast network production. I am your host, Greg Earhart. Joining me today, my co-host, he might show up at your door dressed in black and kicking down doors if he finds out you made made a disparaging remark about Tom Brady. (laughs) It's on-screen chief critic Ken Jones. Ken, welcome. How are you? I'm great. Um, And I don't see why anyone would make any disparaging remarks about Tom Brady. Oh, no reason at all. He's perfect. he has a hundred percent approval rating in the country, didn't he? Well, at least didn't in you know? at least in my part of the country, <laughs> right? Right. In Title Town, USA. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know who doesn't have a have a hundred percent approval rating is our forecast. Is our forecast that Ugh. fact? It's it's been at close to zero percent the last uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, do we should we go over this? I think we should. Yeah, we got humili- should. We got to humiliate ourselves. So. For another week, our predictions were way off base. Um, I th- in fact, neither of us came within $10 million of either movie that we predicted, which is pretty shameful. We should really just take time to shame ourselves over this. I mean, we were we were too high on both of them, right? <laughs> yes, way high. So are we off or are the movies off? Because <laughs> I'm willing to argue that we're fine. And it's the movies themselves that are the ones that are underperforming. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to ask you later if you had regrets, but it you're the like ones that are off, right? You have zero regrets. It sounds like it sounds like you're. I mean, I regret going to see Dark Phoenix this weekend. <laughs> you did? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Well, let, let's say I want to save that for a little bit. Let me re- go over the results first. So, The Secret Life of Pets won the weekend as expected. It came in at forty-six point seven million dollars. Uh, uh, that I is. Mean, it won the weekend, but I wouldn't say it was as expected. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was expected to come in number one. That was my yes, point. just it's, not with that number. Yeah, expected to beat Dark Phoenix, and it did. Um, I guess sixty-one million. Uh, can you guess sixty-four uh, million? So we were both way over. Um, yeah. Do you have any? Do you have any regrets over that uh, prediction? My one regret. And I wish I had I'd voiced this on the pod last week. Was that I was wondering if uh, Secret Life of Pets Two was going to suffer from the same um, kind of box office uh, indifference mm. that the Lego Movie Two did yeah. uh, earlier this year. Yeah, that was that was in the back of my brain, and and I didn't bring it up. And I, I, obviously, I wish that I had because it had the same kind of underwhelming opening yeah well and i think for lego the lego movie was really surprising because the first movie not only was popular but it really made it it made a dent in the cultural lexicon it was i mean it was on tv constantly i think it's a movie people talked about a lot as something they enjoyed and they couldn't believe it was as good as it spawned its own spinoff right and i I think i think you hit on it i think if that was only the second lego movie that came out i think it would have had a really good opening but i think there was some f- franchise mm. fatigue you had the batman movie you had the ninjago lego movie and i think i mean this yeah. is not really the second movie it was really the fourth one and and i think yeah, by the there fourth was, one you had fatigue yeah there was a real indifference about it yeah and um so i mean to your point yeah my regret is i just i i should have just baked it because we, we talked about last week how i just i felt like even though that movie did a hundred million dollar uh, weekend um, and finished at 350. I just felt the public was just in general pretty indifferent to it. It wasn't bad. It wasn't, mm. you know, it wasn't anything to write home about. Um, so I just, I just couldn't have foreseen it dropping the the opening weekend dropping by more than like 50% against the first one. So, I mean, I, I, I kind of wish I picked like 55, maybe I couldn't have brought myself to the forties. Um, so that's, yeah, that's my only regret. And then we have dark Phoenix, who the original the forecasting was around 50 million we both went under that i thought i was pretty proud of myself for going you know to 44 you gave uh, it too much credit right <laughs> i gave it way too- now to be fair we didn't know the rotten tomato score at the time um, no but but yeah, i mean it was kind of there was a sense yeah well even i said i'm like i'm expecting this to be bad and that's why i I predicted 44 million um i should have if i expect to be bad i should i mean i do have regrets i i should i don't think i could have got myself to 30 i should have got myself to 40 
um, you know, just if I was truly expecting it to be bad. So there's there's my regret. Mm. Um, this is thir- at the opening weekend of 32.8 is by far the lowest opening weekend of all the X-Men movies, uh, even if you want to count Deadpool and the Wolverine movies and all that. So it's uh, in. Is it a bomb? Boy, it's pretty close to a bomb. If it, close. If, yeah, I was gonna say like if it was in the twenties, that's an unequivocal bomb. I think I, I still I think thirty two point eight is a bomb. I, I still I'm still calling that a bomb. Uh, I, I would agree. I mean, what was what was the budget for the movie? Yeah, I think it got to be a hundred. It had to at be at least a million, considering they brought back Jennifer Lawrence and Fassbender and McAvoy and all the and all the original. I mean, this movie is gonna lose some big money. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I think there might be some other movies coming out this week that might be losing some money as well. But we'll get to we'll we'll, we'll get to them a little bit. Two hundred million, <laughs> according to Google, for the uh, budget for Dark Phoenix. Two hundred million. Oh my goodness. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I mean, oh. Jennifer Lawrence has to command twenty million. I think just by herself, you know. Yeah, and, and she, she's not that, even in most of yeah. the movie. Yeah, right. And McAvoy and Fassbender probably ten million oh. each, maybe five to ten. You know. And then they have the reshoots. Oh yeah, right, right. All the reshoots. Yeah, so. that's not cheap. No, that's not cheap. Um, so I think. Well, do you want to give your quick thoughts on the movie on Dark? Uh, I'm working on my. I'm working on my review. Um, basically, I didn't outright hate the movie, um, but it kind of felt like, you know, when you have a boxer that uh, used to be a heavyweight champ and yeah. he, he gets older and stays around like, and just keeps taking like five more fights than he should. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that movie felt like. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting because we, we briefly touched on this last week, how X-Men came aboard with a very socially relevant message. Yeah. And, that message is more relevant, I think, in 2019 than it even was in 1999. Very arguable. Yeah, yeah. and it sort of has definitely stayed away from that um, social messaging, certainly in the last couple movies. Um, I think it's it was lost there. its way. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's just so strange because it, it like the Marvel movies for the most part, I, I, I don't have a whole lot to say on you know the social times of our eras, you know, they have little things, but I mean, X-Men clearly should, you know, does and should have something more to say, but it's, as you it's, said, it yeah. lost its way. It, it's time to put grandpa in a home. <laughs> uh, I, I hate to say it, but it's, it's been passed by, by other franchises and other, yeah. other properties. It's lost its fastball mm-hmm. and, and it needs to uh, be put out to pasture. Yeah. Until it can be, you know, <laughs> in, inevitably, rebooted in another like 10 years or five yeah. years probably yeah well, i think it's gonna be sooner than 10 years yeah I oh, i'm sure yeah probably three years yeah. i look forward to the dark phoenix uh try number three and and uh 2035 <laughs> right. it's coming right so before we um so there's two releases uh two wide releases this week um we have men in black international as well as um shaft before we get to that, I want to do a quick little new segment um, called it's sort of a ripoff of PTI's uh, segment where we, we review mistakes that I made. Uh, Ken never makes mistakes. So this is only going to be my mistakes um, that I made Thank in the you, last man. pod that the nerds are getting on me for in the message board and on Facebook, whatever. I'm going to correct them for the record here. <laughs> All right. Uh, number one, uh, last pod, I mentioned how I'm a big fan of Fish Out of Water movies and I cited uh, Kate and Leopold. Um, while Kate and Leopold is a fish out of water movie, the movie I really meant to cite is Just Visiting. So Kate and Leopold is a movie about a duke from the 19th century who com- who somehow comes to modern day New York. I don't even know if it's New York. It might be Seattle. I don't know. Um, and then there's a romance, blah, 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 blah. So that was my first mistake. Just Visiting. Right. And Just Visiting is a, like an outright comedy about uh, two knights that come to the modern day. And, oh, my goodness. Uh, and hilarity ensues. Yeah. So Christina just Applegate, what are you doing in this movie? <laughs> so mistake number. So that was mistake number one. Mistake Did number they two, come out in the same year? Oh, it might have. Yeah. Um, <gasps> we had dueling, time traveling, <laughs> uh, like movies like this i didn't 
Did it that's, come out the same year? Yes, both <laughs> came out in two thousand one. So that's why I can. So that's why that's I mix so them. Crazy. Up. I, I mix them up all the time. Like I'm, when I'm talking about them on the fly. So all right, I'm a little more. I feel a little wow. bit. Um, so just visiting, not to talk too much, but more about just visiting, but just visiting is a movie where the knights, you know, they think a car is like a dragon and they take their swords and they, you know, try and kill it and slay it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And then they eventually end up dancing to like disco music and whatever. So, uh, big fan, but so, uh, that was mistake number one. Mistake number two, I said, I went discussing Shaft and I'll make sure this is crystal clear. I said that Richard Roundtree was Samuel Jackson's father. He is not his father. He is his uncle, not his father. So, uh, yes. Very uh, important distinction. Very important distinction, yes. Uh, mistake- the continuity of the movies. It's very <laughs> important to the Shaft franchise. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, mistake number three, I, in talking about um, X-Men Apocalypse, I said Magneto, uh, Magneto's wife was killed. It was actually his daughter and his wife that was killed that sent him off into the... Uh, you know, back to, to uh, kill yeah. all those uh, policemen. So uh, my mistake there. Okay, so we got all that covered. Let's uh, let's get into Men in Black. Um, this so again, Men in Black International coming out, starring Chris Hemsworth, of course, Thor in the Marvel movies, as well as Tessa Thompson, who is uh, what's her name, Valkyrie, right? Yes. Yeah, Valkyrie in. Um, in the Thor in Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. <laughs> so they're teaming up. So they're teaming up here. Uh for a long for a long time, this movie was rumored to um have Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill from uh twenty first oh, yeah, uh, right. twenty one jump street. Uh, it's gonna be the crossover. Right, it's gonna be a crossover. Um which really tells me for some reasons they're just better I mean again, just tells you how long these executives are thinking, oh man, we gotta reboot yeah. Men in Black, which I I really don't understand. And my first question for you, Ken, is um, is this a franchise you think is still relevant at all in 2019? Um probably not. well, I mean, obviously not as it was previously constituted, because they, they haven't uh, you know, Will Smith and, and Tommy Lee Jones are completely out. Um right. I mean it's probably one of those things where if you get the right director and you get the right talent and you get a, you know, a talent in front of the screen and, and in, in terms of script, like I could, I could see it being expanded like this. So I, I, I'm not, honestly, I'm actually kind of hopeful for it, but I'm not like holding my breath thinking it's going to be a success. So my theory is, so this movie came out, the first movie came out in 97. This was a year after yeah. Independence Day. And the concept of aliens on Earth was just like a red hot concept. Oh, uh, yeah, I think, yeah. you know, it helped in a lot in a lot of part by Independence Day success in 1996. Well, don't don't shortchange the arrival either. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure yeah. No, I mean, totally shortchange the arrival of Charlie Sheen. <laughs> so... You know, I th- I think the concept of alien of alien invasion, alien secretly amongst us was just like a concept they were. You know, we were fascinated by in the '90s and early 2000s, which helped Men in Black success quite a bit. Um, I think the tide has turned now from aliens to ghosts. Is sort of my general uh, feeling. <laughs> What's that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that fascination has argued led to a number of wonderful horror movies, and really are in, in the golden age of of horror. But that's true. It, it's I look at Men in Black, and I just like again, I feel like we and the public are just like aliens. Like especially if it's not like a horror movie about aliens, but it's just like oh, look at these funny, cute, zany aliens that look really weird. It just feels like a really dated concept to me. And again, I just feel I feel like. That's how I feel like you you turn like on TV or on the streaming networks. There are hundreds of shows about ghost hunters and ghost hunting. There's, I mean, how many shows about aliens? Like, you know, an alien invasion. There's a couple. I just saw one recently on the History Channel. Um, but there, you know, there's one or two about um, alien conspiracies and and alien sightings, supposedly. Um, so it's just it's this is if if this movie is going to work, it's going to be because I mean again as you said, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson, like they're just going to be be funny. Um, right. My my 
complaint would be, couldn't they find an original concept for them to be funny in? <laughs> you know, do they have to be Men in Black? Could they just yeah. be something else? Because, um, again, like them interacting with aliens in a sort of weird, goofy CGI way. I don't know. I, I just I don't yeah. think today's yeah. audience really cares that much about it. Yeah. Um, from a box office, I mean, the box office certainly supports my hypothesis. Um, if I'm just looking at adjust, adjusted sales, just so in 2018 dollars, um, Men in Black One did 492 million in total in total box office. Uh, Men in Black Two, which was released five years later, did 295 million. So it's a pretty steep drop down. Yeah. Men in Black 3, which was released 10 years after that in 2012, did 199 million. That's in today's dollars, not in, you know, not in those do- not in 2012 dollars. So pretty steep drop-offs each, you know, <laughs> for each of the three installments. Yeah. Um, did you uh, did you see any of the three movies in the theater? I the saw probably I definitely saw the first one in the theater. Yeah. I don't know if I saw the second one i probably did but i don't recall i remember not being that enthused with the second one Mm -hmm. and i don't think i saw the third one in the theater but i did like the third one when i did see it more than the second one did you see it um for entertainment or as a professional review oh uh entertainment okay when it uh, 2012 i i wasn't i wasn't reviewing movies at the time i don't think Right. Yes, um, Men in Black Two. You're, you're correct. Is I think it's like a it's twenty. I think it's a thirty percent Rotten Tomato. Very poorly reviewed. Um, Men in Black is very highly reviewed. I think it's at ninety percent. And Men in Black Three was better than two. I think it's around the sixties. Uh, at least it would sound right to me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So again, I, I'm the same as you. I definitely saw Men in Black in the theater. Uh, I did not see Men in Black Two in the theater. I did not see Men in Black Three in the theater. Um, again, just even even. In 2012, I was just sort of done with the concept, you know, and um, and it's funny because I um, I generally think movie studios trying to make things dark and gritty is overdone and they sort of need to find the right genre for, you know, they just need they, all these movies need to stay in their lanes, <laughs> you know, like making Superman dark and gritty is sort of just silly because that's not really, you know, Superman. That's not a character, uh, yeah. As a standalone, right. I kind of feel like Men in Black would be interesting, a little bit darker and a little bit grittier, like true okay. Men in Black fashion, like they come and go, like, you know, they're really mysterious, you know, if they actually kind of introduce the mystery back into them. Um, but that's clearly not where they're going based on the trailers for uh, for Men in Black International. Um, I mean, they're comedy movies. They they always have been. It's Yeah. But, you it, know, like, that's their that's their main draw. I mean, in, in all honesty, like for... For most people, probably the the alien aspect is is secondary to the laughs. It is, and you broad know. comedies worked uh, in the '90s. You know, when the first one came out, and it's still a little bit in the early 2000s. I'm trying to think of the last broad comedy that was a hit, you know, critically and um, you know by the audience. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard, and they don't make a lot of them anymore because again, it's just it's too hard to make comedy that appeals to you know the you know, the four quadrants uh, of the audience, so to speak. One other thing I just wanted to discuss in terms of the aliens, my alien hypothesis is Independence Day resurgence. Uh, Oh, gosh. Right, (laughs) right. Do we need to talk about that? (laughs) Well, it's it's another example. So that was anticipated to be a pretty big hit because everyone loved Independence Day for the most part in the 90s. And yeah. And it came out to mediocre reviews, I believe. Mediocre. In yeah. <laughs> You're too kind. Well, I mean, it was. I, I'm going to double check this right now. I think it was like 45. percent I think it was lower. I saw it. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see if I'm right or not. I think it was like 28 or something like that. 29. Oh, it was 29. Okay. Yes. Okay. So not very good. Um, it was a disaster. So, if I, so I think my memory is faulty because I think initially it was tracking in the 50s and then it did one of these, what happened to Godzilla? Like it dropped like 20 points in the last like three days, you know, of the, uh, of the tomato. Because I had it on my fantasy box office roster at the time. Um, oh, wow. 29% tomato and 30% audience score. Oh, yeah, that's, that was so bad. That, that's a really bad one. It was so bad. 
I think the twenty nine is generous. I, I I actively dislike that movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. and <laughs> well, and, and the movie and the box office followed suit because it only it only opened like forty million, which was oh, way yeah. below expectations. Um, and I think it and they could finish it like just barely above a hundred, which is you know, not a good multiplier for that kind of movie. Right. Um, so basically, again, that is further evidence, in my opinion, that no one cares about aliens in 2019. Well, um, you ready to go to see, don't see? Sure. All right. All right. So folks joining us for the first time this week, uh, see, don't see is Ken and I's way to quantify your interest in going to see the movies that are coming out this weekend instead of us just saying, oh, yeah, I kind of want to see that or I don't want to see that. We're going to assign a number of value to it. So I'm going to read off. Uh, up to seven categories uh, for the movie. Each category deals with an actor, actress, director, plot concept, uh, trailer, snippet. Uh, and we're going to rate our interest just based off that concept alone from negative three, which means we're actively avoiding seeing it, to positive three, me- meaning we're, we're all there uh, opening night. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. First category. All you know about the movie is it's part of the Men in Black franchise. See or don't see. Oh, yeah, that's going to that's going to be a zero for me because too much time has passed and uh, I've only actually gone to see probably two thirds of them in the theater. And it wasn't, uh, as I said earlier, it wasn't the uh, the most recent one. Yeah. So, you know, again, I um, I wouldn't actively avoid it, but I would pretty passively avoid it, I guess. It would really be... I, I'm definitely less than neutral on this, so I'm a minus one. Because, uh, again, I just... I think the concept is dated, uh, to be blunt at this point. Okay, next. Chris Hemsworth. All you know is Chris Hemsworth is starring in the movie. You don't know anything else about the movie. You don't know that it's a Men in Black movie. You don't know it's a Marvel movie. You don't know anything about it. Just that he's starring in it. See or don't see. I see a lot of his movies. Um... <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna probably. S- it's either a one or a two. Mm-hmm. It's not. A, it's not a full on three. Probably a two, mm-hmm. just because I mean, you know, Thor factors in, and all the Marvel movies are a factor. But I've also liked him in some of his other stuff that he's done too. So, yeah, he's. So I'm gonna. Sp- I'm gonna. I'm gonna split my answer into two genres, but then combine it at the end. So, if you know, on an action basis, he's a three. Mm. On a comedy level, I like him, but I feel like his act would be pretty tired for me. Just speaking for me, not the audience. Um, after a while, he's at least a lot of repeated exposure to it. So I'm probably a one on him for comedy. So like, so overall, I think I'm a two. I'm all, so I agree with you. Overall, I'm a two. Uh, Tessa Thompson. All you know is she is starring in the movie. See? Oh was, man, I know this you. Either, are, I'm just going to hand this over to you. Forty. <laughs> I'm just going to forty-five for you in this one. This is this is either a two or a three for me. Yeah, I'm I'm very high on Tessa Thompson. She's she's I think making a lot of really good and interesting decisions as an actress, and I think she's also a very talented actress. So, um, you know what? I, yeah, I'm going to go with the two. Okay. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be uh, well, yeah. Even Tessa Thompson's like me and Na- Naomi Scott, I think. Um, so I, um, I, 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 I just don't see the big deal with her. I mean, everyone raved about her Ragnarok. I'm like, why? Because she drinks a lot. I mean, oh, she drinks like a man. She had good comedic okay. timing. <laughs> uh, not for me. Uh, I'm a zero. Oh, you have. You're not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I crack myself up all the time. I know you do. Okay, next. Um, all you know about the movie is it has international as part of the title. So it's you know, it can be reasonably assumed this is going to take place internationally. See or don't uh, see? Uh, that's, that's a zero for me. It doesn't, that doesn't move me one way or the other. Yeah, well. Um, <sighs> I have to say minus one on this because... Wow! Any you, title you, that has international in it means they're not phone. targeting. Well, they're not trying to make this movie good for the American audience. Trying to make this good for the European or the Asian audience. Um, so if it's not targeted at me, I'm probably not going to like it. So I'm a minus. So I'm a minus that's, one. That's a very American answer. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> uh, next, uh, all you know is Liam Neeson is somehow involved in this probably not in a big role uh but he's he's just involved in the movie it might be a a cameo what's that at least a bit part (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, right. Oh, man. Liam Neeson. <laughs> Very um, diverse <laughs> actor with a lot of different roles, a lot of media roles. Right. Uh, I'm going to say I'm a one on Liam Neeson. No, but just in, not starring, just like he's... Yeah, I know, but if he's okay. in the movie, it's... Okay. Yeah. So, starring used to be a three. Um, I can't honestly say three anymore because the last couple I've just not been rushing out to see a theater. Um, so, if he's starring, I'm definitely a two. Um, but, honestly, if if I gave you over-under on his screen time in this movie in the, as, like, I don't know, four minutes. What would you take the over? Oh, I thought it would have been like <laughs> ten or something. Um, yeah, I think it's probably four is right in the, in yeah. the range if I had to think about it. Right. Yeah, he's going to show up. He's probably going to you know, be the head of it, and then he's going to yeah. disappear. Or he's going to, yeah, right. I mean, he's he's he took a paycheck. He's definitely not in any prominent role in this. If he is, shame on him. But um, so again, it, well, if that's all I know. I think I'm with you. I'm a one because I don't know anything else about the movie. Like if I know it's him and men in black, then I'm like zero, you know, cause I know he's not going to be involved that, that much, but it just, I, I do find it funny. The studios, you know, they're definitely paying, you know, five, five million bucks or whatever for probably a cameo appearance because they know his name will just bring people out or at least bring attention. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Next one. All you know about the movie is it's a movie about like aliens living amongst us secretly. Um, <laughs> see or don't see. Uh, aliens living amongst us. Um, that could, be, that could be multiple genres. Yeah, it really could. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna go with a one. Um, I'd be mildly. I, I'm I'm a I'm a pretty big sci-fi fan in general, so that's always something that's probably going to at least pique my interest to, at least a little bit to even, okay. you know, at the very least, like want to check the trailer out and see if it's uh, something worth you know investing my time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't care. I'm on to ghosts. Minus I, three. I just moved past aliens. I'm a zero. Yeah. <laughs> You're zero. Okay. Yeah, I'm a zero. Yeah. Not, not my, no, I'm not my, I don't actively avoid it. It just has no, just doesn't drive any interest to me. Okay. Last one. Um, ooh. Uh, all you know is it's a movie. All right. This could be a minor spoiler, but this is in the Rotten Tomatoes plot description. So I'm, mm-hmm. I think I feel free to say it. It's a movie where, you have like a, a police unit or a CIA or FBI, and there's like a mole in the unit, and they have to figure out who the mole in the unit is. Oh man, I'm a sucker for these kind of movies. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give that like a um, that's a that's a solid one as well. Yeah, yeah, like that so, always like yeah, unless it's like out like really 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 bad. I'm always right. there's gonna be a part of me that just likes that that kind of thing. So I, I really like that as well. I'm a sucker. However, they have used that so many times and so they many have, franchises. But when it works, it works. No, it does. It works so well. It does. Um, so I, yeah. See, see, the problem is, so my honest reaction to hearing about Men in Black, I rolled my eyes. I was like, oh, come on. Like, is, that, is that the best they have? Um, but the, the concept in general does still... Exactly, so if they execute it well, it's good. That's stuff. a little bit of pull. <sighs> I admit, I just i i need that alone does not move me anymore. I I just it's so it's such an overworked plot uh, tactic. I just inside. I'm a zero. I'm, yeah, no, I'm a you're zero. dead inside. <laughs> okay, well, let's see here. Let's tally it up. Uh, I do have some bonus questions. Um, let me just tally these up first. So you are a seven out of seven. Is that right? Yep. So you score of seven. So you average of one, uh, one per category. Okay. My score is a one uh, out of seven. So I'm basically neutral, uh, neutral towards. So that's out of, you mean 21, right? Uh, correct. Yes. Okay. So you're a seven out of 21. I'm a one out of 21. Okay, uh, two question, two bonus questions. One, if this movie had a 95% Rotten Tomato score or higher, would that uh, compel you to see the movie more, yes or no? Oh, I would definitely be all in really? to see okay. this movie if it was a 95%, yeah. <sighs> Especially not... with 
especially with with uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. Yeah, and, um, and knowing that's comedy. Yeah, yeah, and, and comedies they have to be a really different type of comedy to budge me. Even at ninety five percent, I would just still assume it's due to you know the um, the chemistry between the two, um, and not for like either the unique or different type of comedy that's representing. So uh, so no for me. So yes for you. No for me. Uh, last bonus question. This last bonus is really more for me than you, but I'll ask you first anyway. Um, if uh, <laughs> if they revealed Ebony Maul was the villain of, the, of this movie, <laughs> would that compel? Would that would that drive you to see the movie uh, uh, more uh, more? Uh, Ken. Oh, this question makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the Ebony Ma running joke. Of the <laughs> so, well, uh, so is that a yes? That would be the that would be the weirdest and and possibly greatest crossover. Because um, <laughs> so, you get it, yeah. Uh, but but it could happen because he's an alien good. and uh, yes. he could be the sinister force behind everything. So for me, absolutely one hundred percent yes. Like that would tell me like this is a different type of Men in Black movie. It would be amazing oh, to see God. him as lead villain with, of course, Chris Hemsworth, Thor, and and Tessa Thompson, Valkyrie, for that matter, playing different roles. But uh, yes, yes, one hundred percent yes is is my answer. Uh, this podcast right. was completely worth it, if only for that. <laughs> okay, uh, the next. Uh, actually, let's do. Let's do. Let's bring you a quick word uh, about the Onstage Blog Podcast Network. Did you know there are more podcasts than just this podcast? Yes, there are. There are many, many, many podcasts about theater and entertainment and movies all um all in one place the onstage blog network we have the movie musical shakedown that's where chris peterson breaks down um all the movie musicals that we love into different categories and tells you all sorts of interesting and new trivia about them it's a theater thing desperately seeking entertainment stage directions nobody's in new york the theater major podcast um the ripple effect hosted by ken jones we even have a wrestling podcast yes Yes, we do do. yes card subject to change uh spotlight and it's all an act all of that is in one place if you want movies you you want theater there's no other place to go go to the onstage blog network and give it all five stars please all right back to the podcast okay so shaft is also coming out um interestingly so the last shaft to come out and i thought i memorized this but i didn't uh it was around like 2000 yeah 2000 so june june 16th 2000 was also called shaft um so i was really sure i i, I was i was very surprised they just kind of kept the name not like shaft or shaft 2019 or shaft i don't don't know there's a shaft international maybe i don't know maybe it also it came out within two days of this movie's release what came out with shaft in 2000 came out uh june 16th and this is coming out june 14th that's Right, <laughs> very, very on brand. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, everyone knows that that <laughs> that uh, that weekend is just shot. Wow. Yeah. Right. So uh, it's starring Samuel Jackson, um, and is also bringing back Richard Roundtree uh, once again um, to reprise the role of Samuel Jackson's uncle uh, Shaft, and then also Shaft's son is also playing a role played by Jesse by Jesse Usher. Um, so there's gonna be three generations of Shaft in this movie. Um, the plot sounds like um, Jesse Usher is playing like a, a computer programmer or something. Uh, I'm just gonna pull up the plot. Actually. Are we are we sure it's only three, and that there won't be like a fourth generation by the end of the movie? <laughs> well, I'm maybe not... Shaft. <laughs> right. Well, Samuel Jackson is uh, he does he does get busy, um, so you can't put anything past him. But let's see. I'm just gonna read the plot again because. Um, I want to make sure I don't want any of the nerds getting up at me for messing up the plot. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, yeah, John Shaft Jr., played by Usher, may be a cybersecurity expert with a degree from MIT, but to uncover the truth behind his best friend's untimely death, he needs an education only his dad can provide. Uh, absent throughout JJ's youth, the legendary locked and loaded John Shaft, this is Samuel Jackson Shaft, 
agrees to help uh, his son navigate Harlem's heroin-infested underbelly. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so that's that's the basic plot here. Um, so, uh, have you seen uh, Shaft that was released in 2000? Uh, sadly, yes. Yeah. I, I, re- <laughs> I literally remember nothing about it. <laughs> Which means it is a completely forgettable movie. Right. Um, yeah, I did not see it. I have seen the original Shaft. Um in the 70s and it was, it's actually a pretty important movie for african-american representation the movies in terms of how they're depicted and you know that's kind of the whole um what they call it, the black exploitation genre um which to the best of my knowledge the the 2000 shaft samuel jackson didn't really seem particularly interested in um in, in conversing about um seemed like again i have not seen it uh and you don't really remember it um no. but based on what i've read on the plot it's basically a fairly standard um sort of you know a uh, cop movie in terms of samuel samuel jackson was yeah, a cop it turns in his badge becomes a private yeah. eye deals with some you know mob bosses um and then eventually gets justice it's one of those like middle to like slightly upper middle Samuel L. Jackson tier kind of movies from from that period where I mean he's the the director was John Singleton but it's not like when he's working with like say Quentin Tarantino or, right. or Spike Lee it's it's one of those like you know just Samuel L. Jackson doing a movie kind of thing yeah so again a question i ask of this movie like about other movies is so again i'm not really sure what the audience is unless it's just samuel jackson fans i mean there there can't be that many shaft franchise fans <laughs> um you know just because obviously the first one came out in the 70s um the last movie was 20 year, almost 20 years ago so this just has to be a pure like I like Samuel Jackson, so I'm going to see this because um, yeah. the plot itself is fairly generic. That doesn't seem to be anything particularly cut. It's it's not like it has something to say about um, relation, you know, race relations, you know, or you don't know that yet. I don't know that, but just based <laughs> off of what I've seen in the, in the trailers, again, it looks fairly fairly generic. Uh, I guess time will tell. Because uh, that's the thing. I think there is a movie to be told about crime in Harlem and sort of and what Shaft has to do can do as a private eye versus what the cops can do, that sort of thing. Right, um, uh, and like a generational aspect to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So it's possible this movie gets into it. I'm not holding my breath. Um, last question. I only really have one main question before we get to see. Don't see unless you have any thoughts. Is um. How is Richard Roundtree's character? How is his uncle only seven years older than um, than Samuel Jackson? Because that Richard well, Roundtree is only seven years older than Samuel Jackson in real life. So, and he's playing his well, uncle. I mean, there there are some families <laughs> where, like, you know, an uncle is younger than like yeah the nephew. You know, okay. it's it's rare, but you know, parents okay. can have like kids <laughs> that are you know. 20 years apart in age right. or something true you know? true okay all right well if you're if you're fine with it then i'm sorry <laughs> so i'm fine with all kinds of families <laughs> all right let's jump into see don't see uh okay first one well the shaft franchise all you know is it's a movie <laughs> the shaft franchise see or don't see uh yeah that's probably gonna be a um Hate to say it, but like a negative one. Negative one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fat zero for me. Uh, that's all I know. Uh, Samuel Jackson. All you know is he's starring in a movie. See or don't see. Eesh. I mean, I feel like you go to any movie. There's there's like a 35 percent chance that Samuel Jackson's going to be in it. You know. Well, in it versus <laughs> starring in it, right? Is a distinction <laughs> we have to make. Um, so I'm probably going to put uh, I'll put that at a a, a one. A one. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, no. Let me rephrase. Let me. Let me. Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> he's got a wide range of outcomes. He really he does. does. He does. Because he's so prolific. And he's still very charismatic. Like he's he still, is. He's I'm still firing his fastball for the most part. I'm gonna stick with the one. Yeah. I like him. See, the pro- my my only issue with him is if he's a leading role. Then he gets a little carried away. He gets a little too carried away, you know, doing Samuel Jackson stuff. 
he's he's always I think better in a supporting role um, mm. where he's kind of a little more allowed to be more nuanced and um, you know he's uh, he's allowed to act basically. Um, so that said, again, he still has his fastball and he's still entertaining when he's when he's when he's on. So I think I'm with you. I think I'm a one. I think I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm sort of interested. All right, next cop drama. All you know is, and this is actually slightly unfair because he's a PI in this. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll, I'm sure this is going to be some involvement. But we'll put it in the cop genre. That's what this movie's sort of shaking out to be. Right. So all you know about the movie is a cop drama. See or don't see. Uh, cop dramas. The ones I, the ones I like, or the ones that I watch, I usually like. But even sometimes when there's ones I know that are critically acclaimed or whatever, I sometimes have a hard time coming around to them. Yeah. So I'm probably gonna be at uh, a zero on that one. Zero. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like most of the cop dramas have been relegated to television um, for good reason. Well, uh, yeah, I'm. And uh, so when when I hear about one being made for the theater, I'm a little intrigued because, you know, I think the cop drama is also an overworked, but a formula that still works, you know, when it's, when it's done well. So I think I'm a one because it's not superhero. It's more grounded. And if it's got good stars in it, it can be good. So I think I'm a one. Uh, next, movie set in Harlem. That's all you know is that the movie is set in Harlem. Mm. Uh... Again, that's probably a zero. That doesn't uh, do anything for me, <laughs> one way or the other. You're the speaking Harlem's as a, as a, truly as a man from Maine. I could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I like movies that uh, go to all kinds of different areas. It's just, right. you know, the right. location for a movie isn't gonna isn't gonna. Space is okay. Asgard's okay, but not Harlem. No, that's yeah. uh, that's not that's not what I said. um i feel like it's an area that hasn't a little bit underrepresented in the movies so if i hear about something said i think it could be interesting i'm a one i'm a one on this uh next uh all you know is it's a franchise movie that incorporates uh three different generations of the franchise so it's like someone from the old guard someone from the current guard you know yeah uh, that's all you know about it so it's like Ooh. three generations of the franchise involved yeah that um oh, on its face that kind of sounds like a disaster waiting to happen <laughs> doesn't it well, it, it kind of like depends. It, it, I don't know. Uh, like I'm trying to think of like a good example of that, and nothing's coming immediately to mind. Yeah. And um, at the same time, like I feel like, like Indiana out, Jones. Like, Indiana Jones wasn't uh, quite three. That was two. Well, two. that was two twice. Yeah. Um, well, let's say let's let, let's stick with Indiana Jones. So let's but say, even that. That's a fifty-fifty proposition. Like, right. Last Crusade is great, but. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. But let's say there's a movie, Indiana Jones movie with Sean Connery, Harrison Ford, and Sheila Booth. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. It might still happen. I would go see that, but I would be so nervous. <laughs> I would I would be dreading like walking into that movie theater until and and just like oh please let this be okay you know just kind of like sitting there like gritting my teeth like oh my god that would be one of the greatest train wrecks we've ever seen (laughs) those three oh my god that is unintentional comedy yeah i mean that is oh my god that'd be oh my god we gotta make that happen i know there's another movie coming out we we need a petition or something we need we Uh, (laughs) no Yes. All right. I'm going to work at that on the side. I'm going to work at that on the side. All right. All right. What's your answer? What's your score? Oh, all right. Um, I'm going to give that like a, a negative one. Negative one. Wow. Yeah. So, man, I think I have a good score. I might be a two on this. Wow. I mean, just, just think about Indiana. You're going to be at Shaft opening night. <laughs> Like I always like, yeah. I just I, I'm a big on like the old, I like movies where the you know, the, the old mouth. guard mentors the new guard. Like I'm always kind of a sucker for that. Um, I'm trying to think. There's some. I feel like a Star Trek movie has sort of done this, but I can't really 
I might be making that up. It's just um, thinking of, of the uh, old Spock and young Spock. Well, well that, no, that's true. And also... Like, well, I mean, there's also... Yeah. When, yeah. When they're not obviously related, but Shatner, you know, and Picard, right. the old guard, new yeah. guard kind of thing. Um, I, I think I'm a two. Yeah, I think I put myself wow. to two on this. Yeah, no, I just... Um, yeah. My all right, that's actually, up with them, that's all. That's actually all I had. Um yeah. For this, um, I could add one more, I guess, which is about like cybercrime, which is like a movie that's like, yeah, uh, the main plot device is around cybercrime. Does that have a, does that, yeah. see or don't see? Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Yeah, let's screw it. We'll just skip it. All right. So your score is a minus one out of a total score of 18. And I am. A five, a solid wow. five out of eighteen. Yeah, so that's a solid one, average score of one. Yeah. All right, I have some bonus questions here. I have a bonus question for you right off the top. Oh wow, well, okay. <laughs> uh, all right, ninety-five uh, percent Rotten Tomato score. That's announced. It has. Are you more compelled, neutral, or less compelled to see it? A ninety-five percent rating for Shaft. <laughs> yeah. I mean. And, you know, if anything's a 95, I'm going to be at least mildly interested in it. So, if you know, if it's 95 percent, it really tells me there's an edge to this story. And that yeah. it has something to say, which would, which would intrigue me. Um, which yeah. Intrigue me. We, we should also mention the director's uh, F. Gary Gray. Yes. And he did straight out of Compton. Uh, no, 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 no. Wait. F. Gary Gray was Men in Black. He's doing Men in Black, not Shaft. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. We, yeah, we got to <laughs> cut that part out. Yeah. I had the wrong movie. Right. That's right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll splice this into the Men in Black <laughs> one. Right. No, that's right. Oh, no. Tim Story is the guy directing this one. Yes, that's right. The, the director of movies like um, Fantastic Four in 2005. He did that? He did Fantastic Four. Oh, God. Uh, he also did uh, Ride Along, Ooh. Think Like a Man, Think Like a Man 2, Ride Along 2. Okay, yeah. Um, and before that, before all of that, he did uh, Barbershop and Taxi. Okay, all right. Well, he's a good man for the, good man for the movie then, I guess. Um, <clears throat> all right so we both said yes all right a couple more bonus questions for you um if they did this movie but instead it was like an all-female cast for all, for the shaft characters oh interesting instead, <laughs> instead of all male would you be more interested uh in seeing this than you currently are maybe so female shaft right Weirdly, so Richard that... female yep yep yeah because well, i mean the thing is, like, if you're doing that, then why don't you just remake like Foxy Brown? Right, right. Well, you yeah, know, sure. yeah, sure. But yeah, call it Shaft. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, I, I was initially intrigued by that, but I guess the more I think about it, the more I would say, you know, give Pam Pam Greer some props and <laughs> remake her old movie. You know, okay. all right. Uh, I'm still yet. Your points are valid. I would still say yes. I would be more. I would be more interested. I mean, I would be interested. But all right. Uh, if the movie was called, I made a joke about this earlier. Um, if the movie was called Shaft International, would you be more <laughs> or less interested in uh, in seeing this? Uh, I wow. Oh, so that would be like a fish out of water movie, right? Uh, it could be. Yeah. No, there's lots yeah. of potential. Right. Yeah. So Shaft yeah. goes to Europe, you know, or China, you know, or uh, <laughs> you know, or a boat or both. You know, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> It's like I feel like, like, the I feel like they did that already with Rush Hour, <laughs> right? You know, That's... like three times. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that uh, uh, nah, that really wouldn't. Uh, That's a no. My boat. Yeah. Okay, I'm a no as well. Okay, last right, one. my bonus question for you. Okay, all right, go ahead. If this were a franchise movie with a mentor and a mentee. And the mentor was Ebony Ma teaching a younger Ma. Would oh. you be in on it? Oh, so it's not Shaft, it's Ma? It's not Shaft, it's not Shaft, it's Ma. Oh. oh not well. to be confused with Ma, <laughs> but Ma. Ma. 
Uh, no, the answer is most certainly any movie about Ebony Maw or his descendants or his uh, ancestors. I'm in. Yes, it's his no. nephew. He's his uncle. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, no, no question. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. And yes. they're very similar in age. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, because that'd be fun. He could teach him like how to exactly. deliver a good sermon. Like he could teach him how to like use his like powers. And oh yeah, no, there, there's a lot of potential there. Um, okay, last one for you. Okay. We talked about this a little bit when we did the Matrix Ripple effect. Is Shaft, we'll, we'll bring in the 2000 movie as well, is Shaft a better movie with Lawrence Fishburne playing the character than Samuel Jackson? Hmm. That's a good question. It's a... Hmm. It's a different character. It, it is, yep. Yeah, that's uh hmm. Cuz they both they both do like a fairly effective job of um portraying like a certain kind of cool. Yes, right. But they're very different kinds of cool. You know what I, I mean? Re- yeah, I would and again, Fishburn hmm. not maybe not a shaft, but I would love to see Fishburn pay like either a New York City cop or private eye like just something where he kind of mills around the mm. bronx or harlem like i think i he again i think i have to be younger fishburn like so maybe not 2019 fishburn but certainly like 2000 no, fishburn yeah, I, I think would have been could have been incredible could have been very um, interesting or some yeah. yeah it's a very good question oh thank you thank you you know what? I'm going to take back some of the things I said about you. <laughs> well not all of them just just not some. all of them. yeah just i get two two things Okay, so actually, as we are doing this, there's no Rotten Tomato score in either of these movies, Mm. um, which usually is not a great sign for the quality movies. But it is only Tuesday. It is only Tuesday. I mean, if it gets to Thursday and there's no reviews, then we know that uh, that it's probably going to be a bomb. Yeah, so we are going to do, so because of that, we get to do two things. We're not going to make box office predictions, but we'll make Rotten Tomato score predictions uh, mm. for, for both movies. Uh, we will start, we'll do Rotten Tomato uh, score predictions first. We will start with Men in Black. And Ken, you want to make your first prediction? Sure. You said uh, for the Rotten Tomato score? Yeah, Rotten Tomato score, yeah. Hmm. I am going to say, you know, I've, I've I've noticed a trend in the Rotten Tomato scores in like the last like month and a half, and I'm wondering if this movie is going to fall into that same like zone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say fifty eight percent. Yeah, this yeah, so this feels like a movie where the where the critics are gonna say, Oh, Hemsworth and, and Thompson are great, but <laughs> with a big but, you know, nonsensical plot, you know, tired jokes, blah 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 blah. I think so I, I think your guess is actually pretty good if that's sort of the thesis of where we think the reviews are gonna go. So I'm gonna go a little bit lower. Um so I'm gonna go in like the the forty two, let's say we'll say forty three percent. Mm. Uh, Rotten Tomato score. Um, again, I haven't been in love with any of the trailer spots I've seen. I mean, again, it just—I don't think it's not going to speak to me. I'm not sure who it's really speaking to, but that's more for the box office uh, forecast angle. So on Shaft, um, I just—I have a feeling. I just—I—I <laughs> just—I have a weird feeling that just the critics are just not going to take to this movie. Um, Let me ask you: What do you think the first movie and? Well, okay, the second movie because the first one was was Shaft from the seventies, right? Richard uh, Roundtree. Yeah. What would you say the first Samuel L. Jackson led Shaft movie? Oh, was I, rated. Um, was it like sixty? Wasn't it like right around sixty? Sixty-seven percent. Sixty-seven percent. Yeah. 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 Audience score. Wow. Audience score forty percent. Ooh, ooh. That's. <laughs> Yeah, well, and again, 2000 is a very different time for the movies than it is today. Um, I, I, I'm going I'm, to predict this is not going to be good. Um, I think this is, I'm going to go like 30% right in the button. 30%. Yeah, I'm going to go 
slightly higher okay. and say 36%. 36%. I don't have any confidence in the uh, <laughs> director of this movie. No, exactly. And that's that's a big basis. Um, he's done very few uh, highly rated movies, and, uh, and it's usually a pretty good predictor. Um, okay, box office time. Um, so we'll start with Men in Black. Uh, Men in Black uh, forecasting is right around the $40 million range. Um, it's come down over the last like eight weeks or so. Uh, initial projections were sort of in the 50 to 60. It's now come down to 40. Um, I will go first on Men in Black. Um, I think I think it's going to come in lower than 40. I'm going to try not to make the mistake I made previous weeks, which is lay all the reasons that no one's going to see it and then still predict a decent <laughs> forecast. <laughs> so I'm going to go I, – I, 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 we have Toy Story coming out next week. Um, and then Spider-Man in a couple weeks from now. I, I, I just do not think there's an appetite for this movie. Um, I'm going to go – do I dare go in the 20s? Um, mm, maybe I should be bold. Be bold. Fortune favors the bold. <laughs> it is. It is Chris Hemsworth. I do think he is a bit of a draw. I'll go. I'll. I'll stay in. Thir- I'll stay thirty-one. I'll say thirty-one. Uh, I was gonna say thirty-three. Mm. I'll go thirty-five. Thirty-five. Okay. Yeah. I think. I think it underperforms slightly, but I also think it doesn't have a whole lot of competition, given that the. Uh, the previous week's releases performed so poorly. Correct. No, that's fair. Uh, that is fair. So on to Shaft. Um, tracking uh, is between in the 20 and 25 range. Um, boxoffice.com, again, the, a website we quote often because they have a very sophisticated tracking method uh, and website we respect. They were really high on this movie for a while. Like yeah. Upper 30s. Um, for a while, which I just did not get. I mean, it was it was almost nonsensical to me. They have come down, so they're now like in the twenty to twenty five range as well. Um, again, I just I, I'm going to go in the low. Uh, oh, wait, you first. Oh, I, I should go first on this one yeah. since you yes. went last time. Yes. I'm, I'm going to go low on this one too. I I just don't know if there's much of an audience for for this movie. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say nineteen million. Mm. No, sorry, nineteen. Five. 19.5. <laughs> oh, we're going to the hundred thousands now? That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, again, Hollywood definitely thinks Jackson's an opener. I, I, I was still a little surprised that he was front and center on all the glass um, movie posters when that released in January. You know, James McAvoy is put to the side and so is Bruce yeah. Willis. I mean, um, it, it was his character's movie. No, it was. I understand, I understand he was glass, but like he was like really, really front and center. Yeah. Uh, the they could have done it a little bit more proportional if they really thought otherwise. Um, the so yeah. Again, I I I I can only see the audience being like Samuel Jackson fans. And I just don't know how much there are of just him lately. So I'm I'm gonna go under you. I'm going under mm. nineteen. I'm going to go 18. Yeah, mm. I'm going to go 18. I'm going to predict another disappointing box office weekend until we get to Toy Story, which, uh, you know, will blow everything up uh, again. Okay. Uh, that right. is a wrap. Anything you want to plug? You have a review coming out? Review coming out for Dark Phoenix. Review hopefully coming out for Rocket Man. Um, that was actually a pretty fun movie. Um, and then, um, yeah, I'll be seeing. Men in Black International probably this weekend at some point. <laughs> yeah. And reviewing Can, that one. I think you should try um, movies you don't like. So, like, the worse you think of a movie, the shorter the review it is. So, like, <laughs> you know, um, like Dark Phoenix gets like a three sentence review. You know, it's just like, I'm not. <laughs> <wasting> it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, the the um, Godzilla? Yes, Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I basically I did not talk about the I did not write about the actors in the movie because they were basically superfluous to the plot and the right 
Right. So well, I was just like, if if the if the movie doesn't care about them, I don't care about them. Well, Ken, if you remember, see don't see for Godzilla was two cat was two categories. It was yeah. Godzilla franchise <laughs> and giant five hundred foot monster belly show. The actors didn't matter. It was the first yeah. scene where we didn't have any actors because it didn't matter. Like you know, the actors, not the actors, they tried to make the actors matter like <laughs> a third of the time uh, or half the time, but it, yeah, they didn't really care about the actors. Yeah, no, definitely not, definitely not. Uh, okay, good. So you have that. So we have that to look forward to. Uh, so you can check that out on the on-screen section of onstageblog.com. That's www.onstageblog.com. Please, if you enjoyed this podcast, or even if you didn't, give us five stars on the soon-to-be defunct iTunes, or give us five stars on Spotify. Give us high ratings, please. We love it. We do this every week just for you to help break down and uh, preview the movies that are coming out uh, this weekend. Uh, next week we have Toy Story Four. I've heard of that one. I know, I know. The movie That'd be a big deal. Yeah, well, it's a movie almost none of the Toy Story fans wanted to happen, but it's coming and it looks pretty good. So, uh, we will be breaking that down next week along with a special guest. We will have a very special guest with us, with us to be announced next week. So, uh, come back next week. Is and- it a toy? I, mean, I don't know. We'll see. Oh wow! I mean, my dog has special guested on a couple of uh, podcasts, you know. So it could be him. It could be you know. Who knows? Who knows what pop? I, I hope it's a Toy Story toy. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, go, if you're going to go, if you're going to see the movies, go enjoy um, and let us know how it is in the comment section or on Facebook. Um, if you want to find us on Twitter, you can find me at Greg E three three three. Ken, you can find at uh, Ken Jones, Jones eighty one. Uh, you'll uh, you'll see us talking about movies. We also talk about sports. Uh, we'll bicker sometimes. It's all in good fun. Uh, but of if you course. want, yes. And uh, sometimes we'll make extra predictions on uh, on box office for movies that are you know either not no, getting released or you movies. will, and then not give me a heads up, and then try <laughs> to claim it as a victory. That's what you do. Oh please, well, let's not get into that again. But. Um, All right, so that's a wrap, folks. Uh, Enjoy your time in the movies. Adios.